welcome to a very magical episode of Talk Script. I'm Tori Rice. I'm joined by Nick Nisi, and today we are going to be talking to Iba Masood of Tara AI. But before we get to that, um, Nick, I have a question for you. Shoot. Um, it's SitePen, like, uh, which you're no longer at SitePen. You've, you've come and gone, maybe coming again. We'll see. Um, no, uh, but okay. So we do a lot of consulting. So like, that's our, you know, our thing is doing consulting. So we, we actually do a lot of, um, we're, we're exposed to a lot of different projects, as you know. And so every time when we come in and what, you know, we don't really get to control how the project started, how it's running. Um, but you know, we kind of have our preferences on things mm-hmm. like, how to do agile or how to do waterfall or how to do any of these methodologies. Right. Um, and so you've been a part of that and you've, you've also been in, in different uh, companies and doing different stuff. And I was curious what your best and worst processes you've been a part of to <laughs> mostly the worst, like, you know, like what have you seen really not work? Yeah. Well, what kind like define like what kind of processes you're, you're thinking of? It seems like such a broad topic, I guess. It is. It is super broad. Um, I guess what got me thinking about it was, oh, I can't name names. Um, We can bleep them out. Certain situation. (laughs) Yeah, certain situation. Um, No, actually, it's just more of like a universal thing where, you know, like I think uh, everyone has kind of different styles on things like um, how to do, say, do you do feature branching? Do you have, you know, like different, different things like mm-hmm. that? Um, everything like that into just like requirements. Right. So, um, you know, I think when I, so the process for me, like when I see, I work a lot with BAs and I, I do BA work also. Um, I'm not great at it, but you know, I do, I'll do BA work. Um, and so I'll, you know, define requirements and kind of in a more agile way, you want to kind of have a, a, a broad understanding of a requirement you know like and you want to say okay it just does this um and then kind of when you get closer to doing it you talk to more stakeholders and you define it more Mm -hmm. and you get everyone around you know and you say okay this is how the requirement works you know this is what we're talking about this is what it should do and then you know developers may have to go and make some tweaks to some things and designers will go and have to design the interface Um, and then you kind of come back together and you go here's what it looks like here's how it works and everyone kind of looks at it goes yeah that's what i'm thinking and then you make it then you test it, and then everyone's like, "Actually, no, that's not at all what I wanted." Um, suddenly, that's not suddenly everything we've ever talked about is not true. Um, versus like waterfall, where it's more like you're spending all your time up front getting these requirements, you're getting real deep on everything, writing it all down, and designing it to that point, and then you know putting it in front of developers in this bigger sense of like, "Here's how everything works," and here's how you know let's let's estimate this down to you know all these features. Um, but if it does feel like every company's got kind of a different process, right, for these types of things. So even just, you know, it, it is broad. Like, um, you know, like, are there certain things that you prefer that the way that they might be done, but then other people maybe have a different preference than you do? Yeah. And I think a lot of that, a lot of my preference rubs off on the way that it was at SitePen because that's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not just sugarcoating this because I'm talking to you, Tori, but... It felt like yeah, yeah, yeah. the that was that's the gold standard in my head now in the in terms of the way things are done because like, uh, it seemed like above all else the priority of the whole process was developer productivity or not just developer productivity but that's the side that I saw the most you know yeah, yeah. um and it was all about keeping people uh, as productive as possible and I don't mean that in like any bad way I mean like 
giving them the freedom to have the set amount of like deep work time that they need, the focus time, the the flow, getting into the flow and um, kind of being prioritized around that piece. And to that end, it was like, I, I always come back to like, I, I don't know if it was ever a, if, if it was the standard or, or what, but like it, every project always had from the site pen side, like, you know, however many developers, designer or designers, like depending on the, the size of the team, but it always mm-hmm. had at least one project manager and the project manager, like, it just seemed like they would do such a good job of shielding the developers from really any unnecessary meeting and like going out of the way yeah. to mark meetings as unnecessary, <laughs> which was like yes. such a nice thing. But I feel like that's probably like been shifted on its head uh, for other places because of the advent of remote work and at SitePen it was yeah. always remote. So, you know, that's like one really nice feature going into the pandemic that SitePen has uh, as opposed to like other yeah, places yeah. that kind of just jump in with like, Oh, we're remote now. Let's check in more often. Let's have these unnecessary meetings. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's where I, we've seen that. We've seen that for sure with some of our, you know, some of the customers that we help out, you know, they're, you know, especially right when it first started and everyone's going, you know, Hey, yeah, we're, uh, we're doing these new things now because we're, we're, cause we're remote and we're like, yeah, we've been remote forever. Um, if you need some help, we can give you some pointers. Uh, number one, uh, the six meetings that you have a day unproductive, uh, just being (laughs) honest, that's unproductive meeting time. Don't need to do that. Um, I've definitely been at some customer on sites that I've done, uh, where like large, large companies, Mm -hmm. like, like, the they have as much money as small nation states you know they're they're big they're not small you know they're I big know exactly um, who you're talking about yeah um and you know i've seen i've seen literally a guy whose job was uh he's like a scrum master yeah. and that's fine like i'm not again all these jobs are valuable but it's how they're implemented right and i think in, in you know and i don't think it's his fault like honestly it's probably just a function of being in the bureaucracy that he's in is that he was managing maybe four teams and literally the entire day, what he did was stood in a meeting room, in a conference room, dingy, dark conference. I don't know what they're doing with all this money. I think they're burning it to maybe keep the lights on. I have no idea. You don't make money by Stim. spending money. Is that how it goes? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, because how are you going to pay the CEO more? If exactly. You don't, if, you're, if you're turning on lights, how are we going to? He needs another yacht. Um, yeah. <laughs> Join us more for uh, anti-capitalist talk over here. No, um, the... Uh, but uh, Bernie stickers are on back. No, um, this guy, but seriously, uh, his job was like to stand there and he would go around the table to a bunch of developers who don't want to be there. And he would say, all right, what do you, what, where are we with this ticket? And you'd see he was projecting Jira up onto the screen. And he'd be like, where are we with this ticket? And someone would go, yeah, still working on it. And he's like, all right, still working on it. And then the next guy, he's like, hey, so, uh, so where are you at with this ticket? He's like, oh, yeah, still working on that one too. All right, cool. Next one. Um, and that's just what he did. And then one time, one got to be moved. And it was the most amazing sight of my life because finally, this is his thing. Like, yes, it's time. Like, I've been training for this. I get to move something. I get to move a ticket from I'm working on it to like, it's ready. And the developer goes and while he's talking, moves it. And there was a debate between them after that as to who should be moving the, <laughs> the Jira ticket. Who should move it on the board? Because as the scrum master, he should be moving it, not the developer. Um, and it was a really funny thing. I mean, it's not funny, but it is kind of funny, right? Because it's like, 
man, this guy's job is literally just to stand there and ask you to what the status is. And then you took the one thing away from him, which was to move the ticket. And he was very like, it was a real tense situation. Like you would have thought there was, they were going to, they're going to fight. It was going to be a fight. Like, honestly, you were like, oh man, this isn't going to go well. Um, And I just remember sitting there thinking, boy, you know, this is not something that needed to happen. Any of what's happening right now does not. And I don't know why I'm there. Honestly, I have no idea why I was there. I was not. Again, we're on an onsite, so we're being paid pretty well to be Uh there. And I'm in this scrum, and I don't even know what we're talking about (laughs) because I just got there. I have no idea what's going on. And they're just doing their scrum because it's like, yeah, we invited invited these guys here to do this work. And they're going to help us do this work. But before we do that, we need to do this needless meeting where we all just say nothing's changed except for this one guy who's had one ticket. He's going to move it over right quick. Um, that's 35 minutes. Mm. That was a 35-minute stand-up. Everyone, so here's the best part. Everyone was standing up, and they all looked at me really? like a crazy person when I sat down. Yeah, they were all standing. Okay. Um, leaning. They were leaning, yeah. to be fair. They were leaning against the wall. They weren't actually standing. You, so You took the you took my, my point out. I was going to totally say, like, I think that those meetings are uh, totally fine if they are actual, like, stand-ups. And... You know, not necessarily standing up, but like if you could do that in under 15 minutes, perfect. Like that's yeah. fine. Have that. Have that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. that's fine. But if it's, if it's yeah, 30 no, I, minutes, I didn't have any problem minutes, with that meeting. Yeah. It's yeah. So the fun. Yeah. I probably misspoke too by, by saying it because it was like, I didn't have a problem with that meeting. I thought it was sad that that guy, his job was just to do that with four or five projects. Yeah. So that's just what he did all day. And they, so that's not efficient for him, right? He's not, that's not an efficient process for him because I think I think he probably brings more to the table than that. Oh, yeah. Just gonna be honest, because you know, he he seemed like a pretty smart mm-hmm. guy, but like that was what he was doing that day. Um and then the developers didn't want to be there. Uh and and then yeah, he wanted to move the ticket. And I just thought that was really funny. And it took a long time to go through that. Um and I think there was some like debate but so anyway, I guess uh I'm just gonna hijack that I was asking you the question because I'm just gonna answer it. Is that <laughs> you know, like I think that um you know, there there isn't I think that there isn't a one, I guess like what I came away with is that there wasn't a one size fits all solution and that there are all these ideology ideologies mm-hmm. like uh, agile or like, you know, these different, these different ways to do things. But then right? even there, like um, and people the, don't, yeah. I could say agile is this and you'll say, no, agile is yeah. this. It's not yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's got a different interpretation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's absolutely the case. And when I really stopped and thought about it, it to what was happening, it was really like, yeah, we could solve this in chat, which is my first thought, because that's what we do at SitePen. Like a lot of the stuff we handle in chat, there doesn't need a meeting. Mm-hmm. Like you just say, Hey, like, where's everyone at? You update your stuff. And then like, I was like, yep. And then you just look at it and go, okay, cool. And if you have a question, then like, okay, if you need a call, but that doesn't work for every team and every team is different. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I was going with this whole thing actually, is that, um, there isn't a one size fits all answer. Everyone has a different opinion about how things should work. Um, even project managers that I work with, sometimes they will do things one way and I'm sitting there thinking, boy, you know, this is not the way I would do it. But then again, this isn't my job. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, you know, I'm not gonna tell them how to do their job. They're not gonna tell me, hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't design that that way. Uh, you know, I wouldn't do mm-hmm. that. You know, I'd do it this way. And I'm like, cool. I mean, that's cool. Um, actually, that does happen to me all the time though. So I'm gonna be fair that uh, people tell me a lot how I should I get I get DMs a lot during meetings where from customers or other people or something. Someone's like, "Hey, uh, if you just put a toggle here, we could just we could just solve this problem real quick." Like they think I'm like wasting time talking about this feature yeah. because I really could just like, yeah, I know you could put a toggle, but my point is that there's a there's a deeper problem going on here. I don't need a toggle. I get it. I know how toggles work. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely <laughs> back to my train of thought. Even though I, it's lost now, um, is is that basically, yeah, every every 
company is different mm-hmm. and every team is oh, different yeah. and things that certainly would work for some people annoy the hell out of other mm-hmm. people. Like I've had teams that it's like, Hey, can we do a stand up every day? And then I've had teams where it's like, why are we doing a stand up? This is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you would just work with different teams. And I think that the most important part is that, uh, it's just communication is all it really yep. is. And agile and all these different things are just different formats of communication and, and, understanding and having that group understanding of what the hell is going yeah. on. You know, like, where is this? When am I going to have it done? That's all you want to know yeah. was just now you put all these ceremonies and processes around it but I think you, to encourage I it. I think you hit the nail on the head there that it is about communication and there's like, you have to find what is right for the team and it's not the same for every team. And I fully like understand or at least believe that, you know, it takes, it takes a certain type of person that's, incredibly comfortable with a completely remote environment like like sitepad you know yeah uh and everybody has just been forced or like most people have just been thrust into it over the last year and a half and it's a it's like a very big like culture shock or change based on that and um and then it's like you know you might go one way or the completely like opposite way like into way too many meetings and then it's all about just scaling it back and finding what works best for the team and yeah another thing that i like really value or or like really really like is not have you ever been in those meetings where like i don't know you get invited as like the team because you're all working on this thing and everybody we want everybody to have inputs on like how this is going but then it's like a not very well-defined meeting where it's just discussion back and forth and if you're not like the one having that discussion, if you're just there to listen in, oftentimes I'm the, I'm just checking out because I don't like, yes. I want to be scoped and I want to be focused on like a specific outcome from this. And I, I, if I have like things that I can contribute to the debate, I will, I will. But a lot of times, you know, the whole team might be in a meeting, they're just listening <laughs> and that's taking away yeah. from focused time, like focused development time or whatever. And you might walk away with like, oh, well, we need to schedule a follow on meeting to continue this on and yeah. let's invite everybody again and just continue that. And it'd be much better if it was just like as as few people who need to be there as as humanly possible to have the discussion. And then, you know, if we need to get opinions or input from everyone else, have very focused meetings to do that or to ask very specific questions, but have those questions thought out way before you invite anybody else to it. So that it's just as focused yeah. as possible. And really, that's just a roles and responsibility mm-hmm. thing, right? It's like uh, if you don't know who's actually responsible for any actual piece of the project, then you have to invite everyone because you don't know who has a piece of information. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if I know that the tech lead is, you know, if, if we have a development lead, then I will, you know, loop in the development yeah. lead. And now that person might tell me, actually, you know, who we need to talk to is this yep. person. But giving an agenda ahead of time and letting them know and then letting them tell me ahead of time, this is the person we should invite is a, a lot more efficient than inviting absolutely everyone and then figuring it out from there. It's like, so who do I need to talk to? And it turns out it's the same person, just same person. You just keep talking to them. That's the only one answering the question because it's the only one you needed. But that, that requires um, foresight, yeah. which I think is a skill and oh, a problem, oh, right? Yeah. Like, it, or not a problem, but yes. it's, it's more difficult than just we'll figure it out when we get there. And so I, I understand yeah. how we get into these situations. Uh, so it's also, I guess, about being flexible and, you know, how often should you be like, I shouldn't be here. Like, do you just say that every meeting? Hello, I'm Nick. I did this and this. I shouldn't be here. Uh, 
It probably wouldn't work too well. I'm Nick and I shouldn't be here. They're like, yeah, you shouldn't. You should go get another job, Nick. You're the worst. No, my problem is I like to get sucked into debates about things I have absolutely no real valid reason. Like like this podcast. Like I have no business doing it. And then people are like, why is he talking? And I'm like, no, I have some real strong opinions on this. Um, what framework is it again? No, yeah, big ones. Big opinions. Um <laughs> Yeah, what's can you explain to me again what a database connector is? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought it was. I have, yeah, I have some thoughts and I'm going to talk about them. Uh, yeah, that's, I think, I think there's nothing worse than people like that actually on a meeting. Um, like me, I'm joking. I don't really do that. I don't think um, you do either. But uh, the, the, the other downside is when you get everyone on and then you ask a question and literally no one answers mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, let me go around and ask everyone individually. <laughs> Yeah. What do you think of this? What's going on with this? And no one, you're like, okay, did I, am I with the right team right now? Um, so that's why you probably shouldn't do that also. Yeah. Like if, you, if no one has an answer to your question, then maybe you're not asking the right question or you're asking the wrong people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When's this going to be done? I don't know. When are you going to give us all the requirements? I don't know. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Back to square one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess that's the way that I chose to answer your question about, about this is... I kind of focused it around meetings a lot because I'm not a fan. Because they're so much fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they're fun. They're fun. Over the summer, I, I was averaging I particularly... 23 hours a week of meetings. And oh my God. I was not having fun with that. So, yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, yeah, because they're so much fun. Um Nope, that wasn't it. No, I can't remember what I was gonna say. No, twenty three hours a meeting, twenty three hours a week. I mean, that's someone's that's someone's second job learning React mm-hmm. right there. That's that's yeah. what that is. That's what you could have been doing instead. Um, I've been having productive debates on the internet. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I remember what it was now. Um, yeah, I could have been I could have been uh, disagreeing with people about about uh, interpretations of Dune, <laughs> but instead, here we are. Um, <laughs> So let me ask you this. Um, if you see a meeting's coming up and it's in like 45 minutes, how disincentivized are you to start doing any actual work? I, I don't, I won't get into flow or as soon as I do, I'll be jerked out of it and then it'll be harder to get yeah. back in. So yeah. yeah, no, I'm like, if I look at my, if I look at my calendar and there's a whole bunch of meetings in the morning and then like one stray one in the afternoon, I'm like, well, I'm not doing any work today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause by the time I get done with all my morning meetings, uh, and now, just so everyone's clear, uh, because I work, at, because I uh, own SitePen um, and I take on several different roles, uh, this is an anomaly for me. So, like, I do not sit in meetings all day. <laughs> but if I do, because I have like a call I need to take with a sale opportunity or a follow up with a customer or something like that, and then I've got another meeting to talk about something else, so like a business thing, and then I got have some work I'm going to get done, you know, because I'm also working on a project. So then it's like I'm looking at it, and then I'm like, oh, but I have an external meeting with the customer to explain, you know, to go over the work we did yesterday, you know, and then, you know, I look at it, and there's like three and a half free hours that day, and I'm just like, well, I think I already know that I'm not getting much done today. There's not a whole lot that's going to happen that three and a half hours because it's not continuous, you know, it's it's a, it's 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 just spread out throughout yeah. the day. And that's the time when I'm like, I'm going to go and you know, yell at people on Reddit or something for a little <laughs> while and then get back to it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll talk to Nick a little bit. That's um, the best you know. use of your time. That is, that is. And maybe I, you know, go in and talk about Vim and, you know, just, exactly. just get, make sure those people aren't doing any work. <laughs> <laughs> Someone say Vim. Hey guys. Someone say Vim. <laughs> Everyone's ears perk up. What? Vim, Vim, Vim. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of um, Jira, 
but not Jira. Speaking of um, <laughs> using tooling to get work done. Yeah, I just said the J word. It's real bad. I don't even... Like, I hope Jira doesn't sponsor this podcast. I don't think it does. Pretty sure it doesn't. Um, yeah, I have I have things to say about Jira, but I'm going to save them. Um, no. So we actually have an interview now with uh, Iba Masood of Tara AI. And um, it's a really uh, magical interview, I would mm-hmm. say, um, where we talk a lot about uh, doing, doing or what was it? Get ship done. I think that's that's their tagline and it's amazing and i can't praise them enough for how amazing that is that i want to just say it all the time now um come on guys we need to get shit <laughs> done um and i have to like keep keep reminding myself like i have to say it properly because it's really easy to screw that up and even just now i'm like did i say get ship done or did i say something else so i need to when i go back and edit this i'm gonna make sure i said the right thing um anyway here is that interview and to the interview music Do-do-do. <laughs> All right, we are back. Tori and I here with uh, Iba Masood. Iba, how's it going? Great. Uh, it's a um, nice and sunny day, uh, but it's getting much colder in uh, San Jose. So, um, but of course, I have no complaints, um, especially <laughs> since we do have quite a bit of sun here. So, <laughs> yeah. That's I'm very jealous of that because it's just getting colder here with no I'm in Nebraska and there's no uh, no upside to the cold weather here. There's no mountains. or anything. What is this colder you guys are talking about? I'm in Phoenix and I don't understand what that word means. I've heard of it, but never really haven't experienced it recently. I think that's what so, you call it. It actually did. Day. Yeah, it actually dipped down to about 72 the other day. And man, that I think that was what I'm talking about. Cold, right? That's the cold. Yeah, yeah it's real definitely. Cold. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Iba. And thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, now, uh, we'd like to, to hear just a little bit about your personal story. So uh, how about you tell us about how you get, got started um, and how you got into um, Tara AI and, and what you're doing with that now? Um, yeah, well, let's see. I think the founding story really goes back um, uh, at least a decade. And and the reason why I like to start there is because um, I think so much of um, idea synthesis and so much of um, what um, what I've worked on in particular has really come from um, just several iterations and just really uh, trying to understand uh, the problem uh, that we're trying to solve. So um, I like to go back to, um, you know, just becoming uh, an initial reader of uh, Hacker News in particular and and just really starting to delve into uh, programming and, um, and, and, you know, just very early HTML, CSS. Um, it was just something that had um, fascinated me for so long. And uh, and I remember the, one of the first websites I created was called uh, Potterific. Uh, it was basically this um, community on uh, MSN groups. And, nice. uh, and by the way, I'm very proud of the name still. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and so um, we, uh, it, was, it was this um, international community. Um, we had quite a few folks from Belgium um, in, uh, in the community. And it was um, basically like a group of, uh, you know, just, Potterheads uh, getting together, and uh, and and you know I'm originally from Pakistan. I was born and raised in the Middle East, so I felt like um, you just you know programming in general and and creating this first community uh, really enabled me to um, you know just get starting out started on something like just creating something and putting it out in yeah. the universe and uh, and seeing the usage and you know if people people resonate. So um, now, so now, and, before... and we. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. This I was just going to totally interrupt with a tangential joke. Uh, but 
when you when you said that when you said the name of the site I immediately was thinking of like pottery and like pottery enthusiasts, but now I'm starting to think that it's maybe Harry Potter. It is. I was thinking Harry Potter. Okay. So here's the thing. I was about to go, okay, wait a second. Is it Harry Potter or is it pottery? And either way I could see how they might get offended. If no matter which side you're on of that, um, I know some people who love pottery and then I know some people love Harry Potter and yeah, that's okay. All right. Yeah, we, um, it's, it's so funny. It's like, I, I feel like, um, I, I think I just have this automatic assumption that, of course, you know, we're talking about sorting hats and, uh, and houses <laughs> and, uh, school of, uh, witchcraft and wizardry. But, um, I'm but I remember... the scene from Ghost. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, I'm versus... the scene from Ghost. <laughs> yeah. And I, <laughs> and I think, I think it's just also, it's funny. I wonder, um, I wonder for listeners if, um, you know, if you can really tell what generation you were born into in terms of like the first thing that comes to mind. So, um, so hmm, that's an, that's an interesting test. I think she just think called she me just old. said that we're, we're old. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like I have kids. I know the Harry Potters. I'm, I'm with it. And then they changed what it was. And now I'm confused and angry. <laughs> Um, well, you know, that, that was really the genesis. I mean, I feel like it's, um, it's, it's interesting, you know, like when you talk to so many communities, it really just starts with like one, uh, one idea. And then of course, you know, yeah. um, I think it was just this fascination around, uh, productivity, uh, developer productivity. And my co-founder, we, we actually met in undergrad and freshman year and we were like, oh, you know, let's, let's try to start something with, um, you know, we, we didn't have much money. It was, uh, it was like $110 or so. And, uh, and I remember registering, we registered our first domain, uh, and this was when we were building a careers website, but, but I think it was just this kind of continuation of constantly launching things, creating things, putting them out in the universe and seeing what the response was, was like. And, uh, and, and, you know, with Tara AI, it's, um, uh, it's, it's been a really interesting journey because we, we launched last year and, and especially with, you know, everyone going remote. Um, I think one of the things we really noticed was this frustration around, um, existing, uh, task management platforms, existing um, platforms that kind of s- don't really sync with GitHub or work really well with source control. Mm-hmm. So that was that was kind of where, um, but, but I like to go all the way back to the beginning because I think uh, for so many of us, um, I think it's, it's just kind of getting into this routine and this act of consistently launching things, getting them out into the universe and seeing the response and being um, less so afraid versus just curious um, just to see, you know, how people, how people react. And so, uh, I like to go all the way back to Potterific. Uh, it's for Harry Potter, not pottery, to clarify to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> which which house were you uh, mostly identified in? Is that a thing? Do you do you kind of like put yourself? Do you do a sorting hat on yourself? Of course. Did you ever I, build a sorting hat? Uh, I mean, I don't. I've never <laughs> even done a personality test. That is my default personality test in terms of okay. sorting. Okay. I don't identify as an introvert or an extrovert. I <laughs> again, I'm. <laughs> I identify as Gryffindor. So, so yes, yes, um, yes, definitely. And it's funny you say this because I remember um, when we were, you know, moderating um, the community, we tried to create this uh, entrance exam and the entrance exam was so, was got so difficult that not enough people were able to pass it. And, and so then we had to make it much easier because we're like, okay, people need to be able to join this club. It shouldn't be so uh, excruciatingly difficult to join. So, uh, so yes, I identify as Gryffindor. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I don't know what they, I was going to try to go from there and I'm just, my kids are reading the books right now mm-hmm. and I have only ever seen a couple of the movies. So, um, yeah, I got nothing. I, I got nothing. Same. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've seen a couple of movies. I enjoy it. <laughs> 
My kids are too little for oh. it still, but one day we'll get into it. Um, so, so yeah, uh, tell us a little bit more about Tara AI and what, what problems you're solving. Um, yeah, well, I think, you know, one of the things that, um, that happened for us as a founding team was we just became really frustrated with, um, existing tooling and, uh, and specifically, um, how to really enable healthy and productive routines in the software development process. So, um, so for us, like where the um, genesis of the idea really came about was um, we wanted to solve problems for uh, development teams. So individual developers as well as engineering managers, but, um, but basically just make it easier to uh, create um, issues, uh, create sprints, uh, and basically understand what's happening from a release cycle and release progress perspective. Um, and, and the one question we constantly want to answer with the platform is, uh, when is something going to ship? Uh, when uh, are we expected to see, um, you know, uh, this um, a, a, a certain feature or product hit uh, hit just production? And and so th that's why you know we say get ship done is like our tagline uh, for Tara. Uh, by the way, very proud of that pun. Uh, and I think that's it's probably the greatest pun. It's it's so great. Mm -hmm. It's so great. I actually, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, man, we could spend a whole episode just talking about that one. That's great. That's that's absolutely awesome. Uh, yeah. And it's All yeah, and puns. I think yeah. um, so. We um, sync to GitHub uh, and GitLab and. Uh, um, and really, you know, that's where um, th that's where progress is happening. But it's very difficult to know and understand um, when a release is going to happen or what it's going to take to um, get this, you know, a, a specific type of release out the door. And so, uh, and so, like the first version of our platform, uh, which uh, launched last year, um, basically, like all of the growth and everything that we've experienced has really been through word of mouth. So to get from uh, 50 um, people on our early wait list to now. 35,000, um, it's, it's really, all of it has been through word of mouth. And, you know, like for us, the focus is really around how do we continue to help these teams get shipped on? How do we um, continue? And, and it's funny because we use our own product. Um, like we, we, we live on Tara uh, every day and, um, uh, and it's really helped us build healthy and productive routines in a remote environment, but then also to uh, ship um, the next version um, and the corresponding versions of our product. Uh, so, so it's 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 I'm I'm also grateful that we've been able to dog food uh, off of uh, off of what we're creating. Absolutely, when you get to be your own customer, like you can you get so much insight from that. It's really great. Until you get really angry at the product and you're like, man, <laughs> who created? Oh, I designed that. Dang it! Oh, no. Um, so. Let's see. You launched. You said you launched last year. Um, that was really good timing. How did that work out for you? That uh, what was that? I, I can't think of any big events that happened <laughs> last year. Like trying to think back. Oh yeah, like we all stayed home. It was a really good one. Um, did, did that? How was like? Did you start off kind of closely collaborating in person with people, or were you already kind of doing more remote development to create? Uh, this product um so yes we were collaborating in person uh we had an office and um and, and you know one of the things we did immediately was uh, we decided to go fully remote um and i think um that was a decision we a we just wanted to give clarity to everyone on the team that you know we're not we're not going to go hybrid we're not going to go back to the office let's it's fully remote and uh and and so that was like one key decision we made early on and i think it it uh, it really helped because we were able to get into the minds of our users since we were experiencing the same things they were. And in terms of like the decision to launch, it, it really came about um, from just kind of like, so we launched April 30th 
2020. And, uh, and so we're already about, I think, um, in, in North America, we were uh, about seven weeks into the pandemic. And, and basically it was, um, you know, we were just seeing like some of the early users on the wait list, just kind of experiencing things as we were. And our reliance on the platform was just getting um, more and more. Like we were also just seeing that our sessions times internally were increasing. Same thing was happening for, um, uh, for the users on our wait list. So we were just using signals to make uh, decisions. And the earliest signals were just um, increased session times. We felt that there was just such a strong need because when you're remote, the other thing that happens is that visibility and predictability mm -hmm. tends to further decline. And, and it's, it's, it's um, and especially if you're going remote for the first time. So um, yeah. at that point we realized that it became even more difficult to understand what's happening from a release perspective. What, what are the blockers? Um, so for example, if like pull requests are getting blocked, um, what are comments that need a resolution? Um, what are PRs that need resolution? So we were surfacing these insights um, in, uh, in our uh, V1 beta and we're like, okay, let's go. Let's just, uh, let's launch it. Um, let's open it up and, uh, and see the, the response. Nice. And from that, how have people been finding value in Tara AI? It's, it's been really interesting. Um, I think the use cases have uh, definitely been more varied than we expected, um, especially like we've seen, um, you know, healthcare organizations use it um, to, um, you know, ship specific types of hardware products, software products. Like our, our mm. use case was really around um, software, but I think like some of the use cases with healthcare, with educational institutions as well, um, mm. and, and even like classrooms and, and students in particular using it to like organize uh, week to week, understand how an agile process functions. Um, I think like, like our entire thesis was to make the platform as easy to use as possible. So we designed everything around simplicity as a core concept. Uh, because simplicity, interestingly, is the ultimate sophistication. It's a, it's a quote by Leonardo da Vinci. And, uh, and so because the platform was so easy to use, the use cases have been much more varied um, than, we, than we expected. Um, I mean, we've even seen, uh, I remember there was this one team uh, working on um, basically um, shipping uh, some of the first versions of the vaccine um, to developing nations, and, and they were able to do so um, with, with Tara. And, uh, and, and, oh. and, you know, and it was really interesting because like that use case is outside of software basically. So, uh, so I think like it's been, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been gratifying to see that and, uh, and see how teams have been able to collaborate and work together, uh, through the platform. Have you had to, to like make modifications or, or enhancements to provide support for those kind of non-software use cases that you've been seeing? I think um, one thing we did end up doing was, of course, modifications and changes. So that's that's something we do. We have a, a release log and yeah. we typically we actually release every week, but we typically publish to our release log every two weeks. And and so that means there's consistently um, we're um, we're consistently shipping and we're consistently making updates. So what we did do, what did end up happening is. For, for certain teams and certain companies, um, once the development team was onboarded, they were expecting some of their business uh, users uh, and just people in marketing, sales, customer success that needed insight and intel into a release um, mm -hmm. and what's happening because they have to communicate to customers. So that ended up happening much sooner than we expected. And, um, and, and you know, we're still uh, shipping um, significant improvements to 
enable business teams uh, as well, because ultimately like our goal was how do we build this cross-functional platform that allows teams to understand release progress, whether you're on software or not in, or not in software at the company. And, uh, and so um, what we've been doing now is primarily around the integrations piece and, uh, and you know, making sure that we have um, robust integrations that work with your existing workflows, um, whether it's um, platforms like Zendesk in terms of support tickets um, or, it's, um, or it's our API. Um, we're really thinking about like, how do we kind of expand these use cases and help uh, non-software teams, especially business teams. Um, but like what we do know is that in majority of cases, it's, it really starts with one developer or one programmer. Um, just going onto the platform, starting to use it, seeing the simplicity, and then going from there, like from one developer to multiple, and uh, and then seeing that workspace grow. Um, and and so all we're really doing is just listening to our users, and as the use cases expand, um, seeing what other integrations the platform can work with. So you at some point sat there and said, "Hey, you know what's." you know what exists now is Jira and all these other things. And, um, but then you're like, you know what, we're going to do something better. I mean, that, that seems pretty daunting. Um, I mean, to me, Jira, um, kind of seems like that big Harry Potter troll, you know, the, the big, what, what movie was that? The third one? How the first know. one, uh, Philo- know, Philosopher's big, Stone. Yeah. Big. Oh, the first. Yeah. Okay. There we go. First one, big lumbering thing that, uh, that everyone's scared of. Um, and yours, well, I guess if you were a Harry, if your, if your product was a Harry Potter character, what would it be? Well, okay. So um, I think the way to look at it is, um, so it's, it's interesting. Um, so I, I think it would be Hermione Granger because Hermione believes in um, <laughs> working with the troll, uh, you know, and, and working with um, the, the, the other big hairy giant in the room. And, and so that's how we've been approaching it. Like our, um, our thesis is that ultimately, like we're really just crystallizing and focusing on enabling teams to understand progress, understand blockers. Um, and, and so this is why effectively we're now working um, on uh, a JIRA integration as well um, and how that would work uh, with our API. So, um, so yes, I think it would be Hermione Granger because uh, our, um, what, what we're really looking at is how do we collaborate with your existing workflows and existing tooling and, uh, and really help teams crystallize around um, understanding progress and blockers. Um, essentially, so. Yeah, if you want me to cut the Harry Potter stuff, I totally can. But I thought <laughs> that that was a great answer, just to be honest. It really was. Um, I mean, me personally, I think I'm that car that flies around and just smashes into things accidentally. Um, I think that's that's more my style. The Ford but, uh, Anglia yeah. for the for our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you wanted to tell us about Tara AI? So uh, for those of you listening today, um, I think it's, uh, it can be hard to wave a magic wand uh, and, uh, and, and really um, you know, have a product uh, come into existence um, or have uh, this, you know, this um, see your product come into existence, um, especially after uh, the years or months uh, that you've spent writing code. Uh, and so what we're, what we're really trying to do is um, enable you, the wand holder, um, with, uh, with, with Tara AI, and in particular, um, enable you to really understand um, what's blocking the team, um, how you can set uh, healthy routines around sprints, and uh, specifically understand blockers um, so that you can get shit done. So, uh, so that's how I would end it. Um, I think uh, 
uh, I think in terms of, um, you know, getting as close as possible to that magic wand, uh, that's, uh, that's really our goal. And that's what we're working towards. But, um, but it's been great to see the support from the community. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, we're, uh, we're excited to continue, um, uh, continue working with the community to um, ship, uh, uh, to, to ship updates uh, to Tara. Uh, and for listeners, um, you can actually go ahead uh, to www.tara.ai um, and uh, and really start using the product completely free of charge. Um, so you can add unlimited users to your workspace, uh, set up sprints, uh, add tasks, um, and sync to your GitHub or GitLab. Very nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, an awesome way to check it out and see that magic unfold before your hands. Um, and, and it's just really nice seeing like you know this really trying to improve this workflow you know as as we mentioned going into or like shipping it in right in the beginning of the pandemic and and kind of going from there um not that that was the plan or anything but uh you know we we've all been kind of thrust into a new kind of work-life balance and being able to get work done productively and see the see the um an overview of how work is getting done is really important. And thank you for, uh, for sharing this product with us and, uh, and chatting with us today about it. Thanks for your time. And thanks to everyone for listening. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. All right. That's the show. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us online at talkscript.fm. You can subscribe or follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods casted to. The theme music is by Rabbit at rabbitstheband.com. Gonna see where the day goes. Take it fast, take it real slow. We got a good time.